morning. Glad to see everybody out this morning. Hopefully if you uh, were here for pancakes, you got filled up a little bit and we're going to get ahead and get our worship started. We're going to start with a prayer and does anybody have any prayer requests or anything before we jump in? All right, if you'll bow with me, we'll get started. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for all of our blessings, God. Thank you for an opportunity to be here. Uh, Father, just with this family, uh, just pray that you would uh, be with us as we as we worship you this morning. Uh, pray that you would bless our time together. Uh, Father, just uh, thank you for every person that's here. Uh, pray that you would uh, bless their hearts uh, with your word this morning, Father. Bless your hearts or bless our hearts with your spirit. Um, God, we are so thankful for your presence among us. Um, God, the way that you uh, you encourage us, you build us up. Uh, Father, we are thankful for your grace and for your mercy. Uh, we know that we need it every day, uh, so we are thankful for that. Um, God, just pray your blessing on um, on all the families here, Father, all the marriages uh, that you would you would strengthen, you would uh, give faith and hope, uh, Father, and peace that you provide. Uh, just thank you uh, for Jesus this morning, God, uh, as we think about him during our time of worship, as we think about him during our communion service, uh, Father, and um, just the sacrifice of his life uh, to give us a place, Father, a place in your family, uh, Father, a place in your kingdom. And I just pray that uh, you would be with Jamie this morning, God, that you would give him the words uh, that you have blessed him with, uh, that he would um, 
speak boldly uh, the message that you have given to him. Father, just um, pray for uh, pray for our, our leadership here. Pray for our elders, for the deacons. Uh, Father, for our ministers, uh, that you would give them the, the vision, uh, Father, to see where we're going. Uh, Father, and to follow you closely, uh, just to look at you always, Father, as the example and as the path. And just pray that you would, uh, you would just be with our time this morning. Uh, in Christ's name, amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here Way that he 
from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. 1 John 4, 7 through 12. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Please stand for the prayer. Will you bow with me? Lord, we come before you this morning, Lord, and we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for um, some time we get to gather with our family, Lord, um, and to worship you and praise you, Lord. Uh, Lord, we pray that um, <clears throat> you help us to open our hearts and understand a little bit about you, Lord, um, to be open to, to growing uh, closer to you, Lord. We pray that um, in this new year, Lord, you help us as a congregation um, to grow in faith, Lord. 
We pray that you help us to um, be an outreach to our community, Lord, or to spread your love and uh, to show what Jesus has for all of us, Lord. It's in his name we pray. Amen. There is a name I love to hear, I love to sing His word. It sounds like music in my ear, the sweetest name on earth. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me, it tells me of a Savior's love who died to set me free. It tells me of his precious blood, the sinner's perfect plea. Oh, how I love Jesus. Yes, Jesus. 
So we are, we're gathered here this morning uh, at this time of our service to um, observe communion, to partake of it, and we're doing so to, uh, to remember Jesus, uh, to remember that, that he came and that he lived, um, showed us how to live, that he completed, um, he completed scripture through, uh, through how he lived, and that he died uh, in our place to give us a way back to God, to make things right with God. Um, so we need to make sure that as we, we go into this time that, that we remember that. But also it's, it's an opportunity to reflect back on something else that's in Scripture um, and that kind of lends itself to this time of year, and that is um, coming around to the new year. I know that uh, a lot of folks like to make New Year's resolutions. They're looking for something new, something fresh. Um, so in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, it points out to us that that those of us that are uh, that belong to Christ are new creations, that the old is gone and the new is here. And it says that we were basically created as a new creation when we, when we died with Christ uh, to our sin. And there's a lot of opportunity that comes, that comes with that. Obviously, all, of the, all the promises of God belong to us, um, for those that, that belong to Jesus. But... Um, as a new creation, sin's, sin is supposed to be gone. It's supposed to be in the past for us, and we aren't, we aren't owned by it. Um, but it's a new creation, and we're all unique, and you're free to move forward in, in, in Christ and God through grace. And I think that that's, that's a big deal to point out. So I wanted to make sure that, that I shared that um, with folks this morning. Uh, as we're getting ready to partake of the communion. So let's, let's remember Jesus as we do this and also consider that, that we're new creations that, that live in him and we're supposed to be reflective of him the best that we can be. So let's go to God in prayer. Father, we come to you in thanksgiving um, for how much that, that you love us, Father. Uh, we know that you loved us so much you sent Jesus uh, to take care of the problem we couldn't to bring us back to you, that you, you pursued us that far, uh, Father, that uh, you gave your only son for each one of us, and we are thankful for that, and that does not do justice to, uh, to that sacrifice. We ask that you help us to, uh, to understand it better, um, to help it shape who we are and how we do uh, what we do and interact with people around us, Father, help us to, um, to just desire to be closer to you, Father, because um, we know that you are trying to draw us to you. Father, we're thankful for, uh, for this bread that represents Jesus' uh, broken body. Father, we, we understand that uh, he took our place on the cross. He became a curse for us, Father, when... Uh, when we had no way back, uh, Father, he, he offered himself as the perfect sacrifice, as the lamb that uh, made provision for us. 
Father, help us to focus in on that and understand, uh, help us to understand better what it means. Uh, Father, we thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Let's continue our thanks, please. Father, we come to you again um, in thanks of this fruit of the vine that represents Jesus' shed blood. Father, we know that um, it's because of the, uh, the cleansing that we receive um, from Jesus' blood, Father, that we, we are um, we're seen right in your sight. And, Father, that um, when you see us, you... You see Jesus. Father, we are so thankful for our adoption as children of yours um, as a result of it. Um, Father, we help, ask that you, <clears throat> you help us, again, just to continue to understand the, um, the blessing that we have as part of the promise, uh, Father, that you made um, so long ago. Um, Father, I ask that you help us to, um, again, just... <clears throat> live lives that are more in step with, um, with your word, with, with the, the heart behind your word, and ask that you help us to um, just to live every day in thanks. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
you'd all stand with me for this song. We're going to sing this song through one time, and then I'm going to stop you. We're going to take a few minutes, shake a hand, say hey, fellowship a little bit, and then we'll sing this uh, song through again. I'll bring everybody back in after a few minutes, and we'll just sing it back uh, one more time. So. Come, let us sing with joy to the Lord, let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song. For the Lord is a great God, the great King above all gods. In His hands are the depths of the earth, and the mouthpiece belongs to Him. The sea is His, He made it, and His hands form the dry land. joy to the Lord, let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. 
For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, he made it, and his hands form the dry land. And his hands form the dry land. So we use this song to dismiss the kids to their Bible time song we haven't sang for a while, so if you know it, sing out, and if you don't know it, sing out. <laughs> I'd like to say, Lord, from the start, thank you for breaking through my heart. Thank you for tearing every chain apart. When I was lost, you made a So good morning, everyone. It's good to see you all and good to be together. I um, was, Zach, I really like the what's up, everybody part of the service. I think that'd be fun just to do all the time. 
Um, but you all know that about me already. Um, but I, uh, I, there was a little bit of a passing here, and I'm like, I needed to readjust. I, I got caught up with a couple of kids, and the mic got yanked off, and things got twisted, and I'm like running to the back really quick, and so sorry about the adjustment. It's good to see you all today, and it's good to be together. We're pressing on into what we started last week, the Be Real. Remember, we were talking about the cool new, newish app that's been out, you know, the social media um, um, app that just challenges people to be genuine in what you're doing. Now, there's a hack around everything, but, but that's what we've been challenging ourselves with. We started last week, and we finished by saying the best place I know, and, and it's true, whether or not I knew it or not, is that we start being real with Jesus. I mean, that's the realest we were made to be. He's the only one who can rid us of that imposter that we've settled into, that life has, has just kind of stuck on us, over us, free us to truly be who he is. And we, and, we, and we finished last week saying that the fruit of the Spirit is the place we would go to learn to walk in Jesus. The catch with the fruit of the Spirit is you can't make it happen. Trees don't make themselves grow, it's just what happens in them, and then fruit is born from that, and you can't make yourself grow. You can put yourself in right places, and you can tune your heart to right things, but even that is a gift from God that you could know someone or know his word and have it and grow to have faith is all a gift from him. It's all a gift from him. And so that we would learn to be real is, is a, the, the only place, the only place we could go is to settle with him. And it's that way by intent. We, we know how to be frauds. We learn just enough about everything to be dangerous, and we mean to do it that way. We like to be jack-of-all-trades kind of people. I know a lot of folks who say, I know just about enough about the Bible to argue. It's like, wow, so you think that's what it's about? <laughs> and we do that with all parts of life. We want to we want to appear to be the intellect. We want to appear to be the one in the know, the one with the power, the one with the ability. And God will not divvy out his love and life and hope like that. All you got to do is read parables. Read the parables and you'll see Jesus was not dumping information for people who didn't want it to just stack in their head and think they knew him. You, if you want to be real in life and you want all the hope, you've got to snuggle in really, really close. And when you do, and even that is a gift from him because he makes himself known and says, snuggle up. But even that is a gift, right? And when you do then, the beauty and the power of being in his spirit, he starts to develop his fruit in you. Let's pray together. We'll get this thing going, okay? Father, thank you so much for this time. And Father, I pray that you would teach us and lead us into being those who are genuine in you, God. We, that we want to be the genuine order. I mean, we really do want to be that, Father. We're so lured by the world and so attracted and distracted by those things. It sounds so preachery. Uh, but God, you know that we are those people. Um, uh, we want so much and we want you. We're so pulled away in every direction, but we really want you. And all those things that we chase after and, 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 and feel like they would thrill us and move us and encourage us, we really know in our heart of hearts that it's only you. But man, the, the world sets us on fire. It's like thrilling around every corner. And we forget sometimes, God, that the greatest adventure is you and your people and the beauty of knowing and understanding the true depth of love in you, for you, and for one another. So open our hearts today, God. Move us near to you. 
And, no, and, and, and then that move us near to one another, Father. But help us not to forget that we don't, it doesn't matter how near we are to one another if we're not near to you. Set a fire in our hearts. We love you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. One, I thought about quoting, you know, some of the wonderful love songs. Some you know, some you don't. Not so much the love romantic songs, though we like those and they give you a warm feeling. Switchfoot, love alone is worth the fight. Some of you know that and you know how it calls you into those places. John Foreman, love is the rebel's song. Just the titles, man, they like stir you a little bit, right? And I assure you those songs back up their titles. We all want to be loved, right? We all want just a little respect. What the world needs now, I don't know. That's like an old, old song. But I know some of you, when I say, what the world, I, like, I, I queued it up so I could hear what it was um, this week. And I'm like, man, there's some folks going to go back and go, that's a good song. I listened to it last week. It's love, sweet love, it's the only thing. There's just too little love. Yeah. And it's true, right? Um, it's a cool, old song. Cool, cool older song. Toby Max says um, something very interesting, and in in before, he, before he shares the love is in the house uh, song, he says, it's not our words, and listen to this, it's really important, he kind of, kind of shared a moment, not in a song, but in some thoughts, he says, it's not our words, our words aren't going to be uh, what stop the world in their tracks, our words are not going to change the world, they've heard it all, it's not normally our music, Normally, our music is for us, for the body, so we can sharpen each other, edify the body, glorify our God. Once in a while, one crosses over, but it's not normally our music that's going to stop the world. And this tracks music is not going to change the world, and it's not our buildings. As grand and beautiful as they are, it's not the architecture that's going to change the world. He says, but I believe what will change the world is when we begin to love each other and when we begin to live in the world the way that Jesus did. The unconditional, undeniable love, then they will be clearly uh, able to see who Jesus is and see the kind of love that is called for there. But, but, we, but, but somewhere here, we kind of get sidetracked a bit, right? We, we, we know what it means to talk about love. We know what it means to wrestle with love. But here's the, here's the difficult thing for us. Somewhere in the story, love has just become a warm feeling for us. It's been a kind of a devotional thought. Jesus, you know, we, we love this scripture. Um, this scripture. We love this scripture. You see, at just the right time, while we were powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a godly man, though for a good man some might possibly dare to die. Or uh, let me make sure I say this right. Though for a good man some might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners... Christ died for us. That's a cool thought. I mean, that's a really neat thought. And, 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 and we, we lean into that intellectually, and we, and we lean into it kind of devotionally. You know, our hearts are stirred when we say certain things. It's such a romantic, poetic way of talking about love. You know, Paul, when you say it like that, you know, when, when, you, when, we, when we think about those kinds of things. And so, and so then our whole story, and this is very important, your connection to God, your personal relationship to God is huge in this story. It is right to ponder, to meditate, to wrestle with, to haggle over, to talk with God about things and draw nearer to him. 
But part of the drawing nearer, if you watch Jesus do what he did, he didn't just have a devotional thought about us. It wasn't just some intellectual ascent. You know, they're really struggling down there. It'd be awesome to do something for them. Man, that makes me feel good. <laughs> it makes me feel really good to think about doing something for somebody. Uh, I feel better today. I'll move on. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's something that got legs and moved, right? I mean, Jesus did something about the, the understanding and the devotional or the connectedness of his heart and mind. It caused him to move. And so you hear people say and hear us say things like love is a verb. It moves. I, I think for us, and this is still, still hang with me, okay, we're going we're gonna to keep pressing through this, but we have to understand deeper things of why we battle with these things. One of the, you know, I don't hear a lot of things said in, in, the, in, the, in the world of churchy things, if you can say it like that, the world of churchy things. You know, there's one sermon and everywhere I go and that get a go that or get to be a part of that I hear is spoken too much about. Would you ponder a guess? It's not hell. It's not sin. It's none of those things. It's not baptism. It's not attendance. The one thing, the one and only thing I hear the most everywhere I go that we speak too much about, the world, the church needs to quit talking about love so much yet it's why jesus came it tees off the fruit of the spirit i mean it's the very first thing in every move of our life i have my opinions on that my first one would sound really really rude and so i'll try to say it well you're doing it wrong if you have a problem with speaking too much on love you're doing it wrong we would all agree with that right because if we're doing this right, it becomes so multifaceted, you'll never, there need to be no other fruit. There needs to be no other thing. If Jesus says, and he does, what's he say? The greatest command is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. It costs Jesus his life. And here's what he says about it. You know, people come to Jesus, they're like, hey, you want to follow you? You want to do it? He's like, you want to follow me? You want to be a part of my life? Okay, you got to take up your cross every day. And follow me. M meaning, you, and here's where love breaks down. You die to you, your wants and your desires and your loving of you, and you learn to love me and others like I do. Because that's Jesus' whole story. Why, was Jesus, why did Jesus have a cross for love's sake? Why did Jesus have a cross for love's sake? That's why Jesus had a cross. I said, your call is to follow me. And so what that means is you learn to love. And for so many people, so many of us, in our loving, it really love is all about us, as in me. If I love Zach, I love Zach for me. And if I love Rich, I love Rich for me. And if I love Joan, I love Joan for me. Meaning, as long as you roll with me and do things I approve of, you're good with me. And that ain't love. That ain't love. I love you as long as you walk in the right places, do the right things, say the right things the right way, and you're a part of the things that you need to be a part of, and things that I approve of, and that you always are a servant of me. Somehow, me connected to you means it's good for me. And I'm telling you, if you are self-aware at all today, you're like, man, I love a lot of people like that. 
I don't even think about it. See, we went through a quarantine, but this happened long before quarantine. And we go into quarantine, it taught us to hide from people, be afraid of people, be, be, uh, be suspicious of people. But we were getting there before very well, okay? And sometimes, and here's what I think is, is important for us this morning. This morning, I think it would be really important for us. Does anybody have their, your phone on you? Will you hold up your phone for just a moment? you got your phone handy? Just hold up your phone. Just a little exercise. And are you still awake? Yeah, I see those. I see those. Show me your Facebook page. <laughs> I know you're looking at the bulletin. I know, big deal. I'm kidding, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. Where was I before my everything fell apart? When your phone gets jacked because you forgot to turn it off and let it reboot or because you have too much music or too many pictures or you're, it's just getting old and it's not getting updates right or you keep forgetting to not go to those sites because they put junk on your phone and then it gets all garbled up, you know, all that stuff. Or your computer, it's like, why do I have another virus? Well, I can tell you why you have another virus, but let's talk about it in the back, okay? But why is all this going on? Why does all this happen? Because it's junk. It's got garbage in it. There's stuff going on in it that's not supposed to happen there. And so it becomes something that it's not supposed to be. It doesn't work right. It does, it's not functioning at its proper state because why? Because it's, not, it's become something different than what it was made for. It was made to, to be able to make phone calls and text people and you could surf the internet and so do some things like that. But then other things come along and they... And they make it become something that it wasn't really intended for. And so what you have to do, what you, if you call and say, oh, my phone's really messed up and I don't want to call my friends who know how to do this because they're going to know <laughs> why my phone's jacked. Oh, could you help me? And the IT guy would be like, hit factory reset. Not that I know. <laughs> Tucker, you can't laugh like that, man. <laughs> you can spit on myself. Factory reset. What's it do? It sets everything back to what it's supposed to be in the beginning, right? Factory reset. When your phone becomes a mess, you hit factory reset, and it goes back to, it sets everything back to what it was in the beginning. And from there, you can press forward. You can begin again, right? Jacob, I'm speaking your language right now to a degree. You like this, right? And that's what you do, and it sets it up. And so what I submit to you, what I encourage you about today is that this is a great day for a factory reset. This is a great day for all of us to realize something has been going on and it has sabotaged our relationship to God and to one another and to the world. And because of those things, the world is completely lost on love. Why would Damar Hamlin get hurt and the whole world, world pause and just jump on the prayer train. And everybody wanting to pray. And everybody wanting to struggle. And other people going, oh, now you want to pray, huh? Yeah, it's like, really? <laughs> They're praying. Do you really have to have something to say about it? Wait, because we've lost love. Because we don't have, we're not there. Love is not always, yeah, yeah, better just. Love is for real. The call of Jesus to be like Jesus to everyone in every situation, right? We think that love was Jesus coming down. He was born, and we don't really give much credit to love for that. We get on to the cross, and we get on to the resurrection, and then what he's doing now, right? But love was birth. 
And love was, was a time when we had no clue what was going on with him. We don't have it recorded. He was a little boy growing up. And while he was learning and growing, he was learning and growing in love. And then he steps into the story. And in the story, he preaches and he teaches and he heals people that are messed up and ungodly. Heals people with leprosy. Not saying leprosy is ungodly. I'm just saying that it was all stripes. It was all people. He didn't go around checking her list. Are you following me or you're not following me? You're following me? Good, I'll heal you. Not following me? Sorry, bud. He did not do those things. He healed everyone, loved everyone, taught everyone who would come to him. That was love. All those things were love. And his death on the cross was love. And his resurrection was love, is love. And his walking with us today is love. It's all love. And he hands down this part of the story to us, and he says very, very clearly, if you want to follow me, you need a factory reset, bro. We got to get this back to where the beginning, to where we just settle in, to I'm not first, I'm not the center of the world, you don't have to do things my way for me to love you. You don't have to walk with me, like me, care about me, but I will love you. And the, and, and the kind of love he talks about is the love that sent him to the cross for everyone. Before they even know, before you even know you needed it, man, you, we, we can be pretty jacked up in life, right? And he loves and loved you in those places and those times. Here's the, here's the, here's the thing about love. We, got to, we have to understand exactly what he's talking about here. There's four words in the Greek for love that we wrestle with. There's more, okay, but those aren't really some things we talk about and go through. But eros, it's an erotic or a passionate love, right, a relationship. Um, philia is a brotherly love, so we get Philadelphia. Storge is like parents, family, those kinds of things. But here's what he's talking about. When he, when he talks about the love he gave to us and the love we're to have for one another, it's this agape love, right? And you hear Dave speak of this agape love. You could easily just say agape. You don't have to say love, I agape, you sounds kind of weird, but we'd all be good with it. We could pick up on it. I mean, if you're real and it's genuine, don't say I agape you if you're just trying, you like me because you want me to be in your world, not because you like me because you're trying to serve me. Understand how this breaks down? You can really just love you and think you love somebody else. I just can't. I just got to have Terry Gracia with me everywhere I go. He's awesome. He's cool. And he's funny, by the way. But I can want him everywhere I go, do everything I do, and not really care so much about him at all. I love him for me. I love him for what he does for me, how he makes me feel. He makes me laugh. It's fun to golf with him, those kinds of things. Never, ever, ever genuinely caring about Terry. This love thing, man, it will wreck you if you let it be there. But Jesus says this in John 15, okay? This is, this is powerful. He says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. And he's going to make it very clear it's not a devotional thought. It's not a cool feeling. I just feel so good about us. I know you need a friend, and I feel good about us. All good. No, he says, greater love. He says, I love each other. I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. And we would say, I would die for you. And, and, and I would say, 
Jesus isn't talking about, yes, he's talking about dying, but the laying down of life is not death. It's the putting yourself behind and putting the other up. That's what Jesus did in his death. He put himself back and put us forward. It ended up, the end result was death, but he was laying down his life all through the Bible, all through the New Testament, when he's laying, through his life, you know. Um, he's laying down his life, laying down his life, laying down his life, laying down his life. My command is this, love each other as I've loved you. Greater love is no one than this, he laid down, or to lay down one's life for one's friends. You're my friends if you do what I command. No longer do I call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from the Father I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. And here's the call. We're wrestling with fruit of the Spirit. Jesus says loving one another pushes into this place of bearing much fruit, fruit that will last. The things that matter, putting yourself back, putting others forward, right? There's a, there's a story in, in, uh, in, in Luke, the only place the story is recorded, and it's a great example. Um, I love telling the story about mercy, but it's much different than that. The story of a man, these guys are having this conversation, the Lord's trying to, trying to catch Jesus in his words, you know, and, and so um, what's the greatest command? And, 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 and Jesus answers here. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbors yourself. And the, and the man says, who's my neighbor? Love, your God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. This, by the way, is beginning our wrap-up this morning. This is going to be something that we, uh, it's, 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 it's the, um, it's for us to pull apart and make application with. And, and, the, and the problem with us is that sometimes we want to make everything a, a simple recipe. This is how you love. This is how you agape, so go do it. The problem with that is you cannot do an action and make yourself agape anybody. You can do an action. You can do something. You could go serve this whole county and spend all of your money this week and come in and say, Jamie, I'm broke. You got to buy me lunch. I agaped the whole county. Did you really? Did you care? Did it matter? Did you feel anything they felt? Did you really mean it to help? Because that's part of it. It is these combined with action and doing, but not because you can do this. Only because the Spirit of God in you grows you to be able to genuinely love and see and do. It's not caring enough to say, I want to help you and just doing it. It's an idea that you are connected to God when you make these moves, the spirit of God in you when you do these things. Otherwise, you've just done a nice thing. Yeah, God could use it. But his power waking you up, his power growing you, bearing fruit, it's an overflow that this agape happens. And so there's a great test. It's a, it's a, it's a hard thing. But a lot of us know one another very well. And you could really go home today if you were of an unagape heart <laughs> and start making a list of those you believe demonstrate agape love because it is on full display every day. It's on full display every day. If the Spirit of God is growing fruit in you, or if you're just doing this thing out of default and with the imposter that has overcome you 
in this life. That's why the factory reset. I'm not good at agape. I need to reset this thing. Who's my neighbor? And Jesus said, you know, it's interesting you would ask. There's a, there's a certain man, he was going down to, he was going from Jerusalem to Jericho, and uh, he fell among a bunch of robbers. Stripped him, beat him, left him for dead, made off with his plunder. Pretty soon a priest comes by. A priest, the one who is the voice of God, the speaking of God, the one who would teach, right? And, and, and because he you know, was caught up in the holy things of God, he passed by on the other side. I can't let myself become unclean. God would rather me be holy and pure than unclean and agape. And then a Levite, who, you know, that's the, 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 the family line, that, or the, the group, the, the clan that the priests come from, still same, same vein, saw the man. I think God would rather me stay ceremonially clean. He might be dead. God blow it everywhere. Then to agape this guy, better to be pure and clean than dirty and agape That just sounds weird. <laughs> and then the Samaritan comes by, and the Samaritan comes up, and he just gets down on his hands and knees, you know, and starts cleaning this guy, washing his, you know, taking care of this guy, bandaging up his wounds. There's blood everywhere. It's great cost of his own because they, there might still be bad guys in the hills wanting his stuff as well. It makes himself vulnerable and unsafe. And then he takes him to an inn and takes money out of his own pocket, right? Takes care of the guy, takes care of him, spends the night hanging out with this dude. Next day goes in, hey, here's the money. If it costs more, you take it out of your pocket, give you a chance to agape as well. And if it costs you more than that, I'll come back through and pay you later. We good with that? Good with that. And Jesus says, who showed, who was the neighbor to this guy? And, the, and then the lawyer says, well, there's the one who showed mercy. You've answered correctly. And so what this tells us, okay, this story is, is it's a wonderful story about mercy, but it's a wonderful story about agape love. I, I don't know who this guy is. I'm a Samaritan. Nobody's even going to believe this story when Jesus tells it. They're going to be like, oh, I'm a Samaritan. You must be crazy. So nobody's going to give him credit. Nobody cares. But here we are today going, wow, what an example of agape love. What an example of Jesus to come from heaven to earth, to take out of his own pocket, to die for us. Here's the Samaritan doing exactly, in a small sense, what Jesus did and what Jesus does. And he loves this man with the kind of love that Jesus is talking about. And, and the story ends right here today with us going, you know, what would I do with this story? Because now suddenly I know, as we've said before, neighbor's not about proximity. It's not about how close someone lives to me. They might be in Russia, China, it might be in Honduras, it might be in India, it might be in, in Haiti. It might be right in this church. Scripture talks about doing right to everyone, especially those in the household of faith, right? We start right here. And the only way I know to finish this is this, okay? The only way I know to finish this, I'm going to say this, I'm going to pray, I'm going to get out of here. Well, we've got to sing a song and have announcements. We're going, is, is to open your heart 
the factory reset, right? Romans 12, 1 and 2. Romans 12. Um, Therefore, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is spiritual act of worship. Don't be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. You need a factory reset. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We keep thinking that right things are wrong and wrong things are right, or right things are wrong and, and wrong things. We think that wrong things are right and right things are at best inconvenient. Right, wrong things are right, and right things at best are inconvenient. That's kind of how we think. Don't inconvenience me. Don't make it too difficult for me. And Jesus comes in and says, oh, this is going to get real difficult for you. <laughs> it's going to get really difficult for you. Unless you love me enough to let me develop my fruiting. Then it'll be the most natural thing in the world. So this week, besides catching up on your Bible reading, if you didn't start in, on January 1, <clears throat> You got eight days to catch up on. Other than that, let Jesus lead you to love somebody with his agape kind of love. Put yourself aside and genuinely allow him to begin fruit bearing in you. And if you can't imagine getting there honestly, then, then have the intellectual assent and a little motivation in here to at least meditate on it. So he could kill you enough that you can begin to dream into those places. God, thank you and we love you. And Father, as we offer this invitation, I pray there's anybody here that's struggling with you that come forward and, and, and enjoy a time with our elders. If they've not given their lives to you through immersion, God, we know, Father, that, that you have done everything for you. This story is all of yours. The gospel message, the good news about you coming, living, dying, and raising again is our very life. The greatest story of agape love. I pray that you Father, would encourage them to come forward and be immersed in you, Father. But today, we pray, God, that you um, start us over, renew us in you. Open our hearts, Father, to what you truly call love. Help us to know we're loved that way and that you have made it an imperative. There's no way around this thing. We are called to love that way. And the only way we're going to get there is if you're developed in us. We love you. In your son's name we pray. Amen. If you desire to come, why don't you, if you desire to respond, why don't you come as we stand and sing? Before we uh, sing, it's funny that Jamie said that because um, we have a few people that's uh, doing the whole Bible in, Bible in a Year uh, thing on the Bible app. And um, after church this morning, I'm going to post our link on the Facebook page. So if you want to jump in and read with us, um, we have pretty good comments as far as, you know, what the daily reading is. I mean, just kind of people's feelings about what they read that day. So I'm going to post that link on our Facebook page if you want to read with us. I'm more than happy to have you join in, jump in where we are, and uh, hopefully we can grow a little bit with each other. Worthy Lord, my Lord is worthy, worthy now of praise. Worthy Oh, Lord.
Especially if you're visiting with us, we want you to know you're very welcome. We hope that uh, our service has been uh, uplifting to you. There's a few things in the bulletin I, I wanted to briefly highlight. Uh, the Moonlight Bowling, I've uh, been informed that pizza and uh, soft drinks will be provided and they ask you to bring uh, maybe chips and dessert. So that's the that's 15th, on the 15th, from 8 till midnight. Also, uh, the girls' winter lock-in, um, there's a reservation uh, requested that you please reserve uh, your presence there. Uh, by today, that's on the 8th, so you need to uh, let Sharon Helen know about that, and if you have any uh, ribbon pieces or rolls of ribbon, they can use them in their project, so keep that in mind. We want to congratulate uh, Matthew and Andrew Reisner on their marriage, and uh, it's really good to, to see that young couple. Keep in mind about Winterfest on uh, February, that's about, got about a month or a little more to get ready for that. So that's always a, a big event. <clears throat> uh, last Sunday, John Quayle read for us out of uh, Revelation 21 about a new heaven and a new earth, a little description there about how it will be, just a really a great, wonderful description. There'll be no more death, Sadness, crying, or pain, <clears throat> all old ways are gone. And then it, later in the chapter, he uh, describes that new city in, in these uh, hyperbole terms with the most precious things that they can imagine, these people he's writing to, jewels, uh, all kinds of precious jewels that the, the walls and the uh, gates are made out of. <clears throat> Even the streets are paved with gold, which doesn't mean a lot to me. I, I, I can't imagine running around on gold streets. I can, I can imagine a lot of other things I'd appreciate more. But this, this was a great description of that city. And then you drop down to verse 22 is where I want to start. There's some things he did not see there. One of them was, he says, I did not see a temple in the city. The Lord God all-powerful and the Lamb are the city's temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it. 
The glory of God is its light, and the Lamb is the city's lamp. By its light, the people of the world will walk. The kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. The city gates will never be shut on any day, because there's no night there. The greatness and the honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing unclean will be brought into it. Nothing unclean will ever enter the city. No one who does shameful things or tells lies or will ever go into it. Only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life will enter the city. Sometimes I wonder why we don't talk about these things in our, in our casual conversations with each other. And, and I, I suspect I know the answer because we're pretty comfortable here. We have things, we have things that we're pretty comfortable, we enjoy. And uh, so maybe we don't look forward to this description like we should. So as we're dismissed, would you please stand with me and we'll be dismissed in prayer. Father in heaven, uh, help us to concentrate on the weightier things that matter, things that matter, and let us put in the background the cares of this world. And uh, we thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for the promises. Thank you for your word that gives us a roadmap, tells us where we've been and where we're going and who we are. So thank you for these things, and we just pray that you go with us as we dismiss and go to our lives this afternoon. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Shut up.